Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pro Try News. We are here to give you a wide range variety of our opinions, as well as give you the up-to-date results from the races happening this last weekend, as well as looking forward to next weekend's racing. I'm your host, Kyle Glass. I'm joined today by everyone's favorite age grouper, Mark Matthews. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Mark. Also joining us is Pat Lemieux, as always. One week in the new house. I still have not moved anything in. Uh, but it's it's happening. And you're you're in Florida now. You spent the weekend at the couples championship. How was it? Well, the d- big thing that we're doing differently this year at Pro Try News is we're we're going to try and do as much live coverage as possible. And given that we're such an awesome podcast, it's really easy to get champions on it post race. So we're kind of doing the exclusive post race interview with with Non and Aaron. And behind me. I've got their check for a hundred thousand bucks. I guess I guess we better hope that no one that you're not the agent for ever wins a race. Because otherwise we're not gonna have this access, I assume. That's right. Uh. So speaking of, we're also joined by two time Olympian Aaron Royal and Olympian non Stanford, his significant other, also a hundred thousand dollars richer. How many how many how many pizzas are you guys gonna buy with this check? many pizzas we just we've, we're already one pizza in well we've had one pizza this is how glamorous um winning hundred thousand dollars is we've had one pizza from papa john's delivered and then we spent the last hour at a laundrette doing our laundry because um we're off to another race next weekend and we had to get that done so that shows you how glamorous lifestyle is when you're rich and famous and you said <laughs> earlier what you would do with it people <laughs> We all okay. think that athletes will go and splash a hundred grand, but with it, you're gonna do what? Pay off the mortgage or real life stuff? Yeah, yeah. This is the life of a triathlete. <laughs> did, did the wedding just become a little bit grander? Yeah. Well, a few people have already uh, messaged me and said, "How good is the free bar at the wedding going to be?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Extensive cocktail range now. <laughs> You've dubbed it from just beer and wine to now a full open bar, huh? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll throw a few cocktails in, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Where is the wedding? Where is it going to be? Uh, in Leeds, actually, in the UK. Um, oh, so it's cheap as chips anyway, up north. Exactly, yeah. Northerners don't expect much, so... <laughs> Iron chips and a pint, you'll be fine, won't you? Exactly, everyone's sorted. Come on, then, should we get into the race from today? Let's do it. Who was watching? Who was... I mean, you were there on the ground, Pat. Do you want to do it? Yeah, sure. I think... Um, you know, the biggest thing was is, you know, pretty standard, right? Where the, and the only thing that was of surprise was, I think what, you, less than two weeks ago, you guys received an email that the, the race was gonna be cut from uh, you guys each doing an Olympic to you each essentially doing a sprint, right? A little bit short on the bike. Uh, I would say from my observations, the sea swim, one, the water was cold. So did everybody swim in a wetsuit? Yeah, it w- ne- wasn't necessarily cold it was just long it was much it was longer, longer yeah it was much it took about 10 minutes to swim so it's supposed to be 400 took about 10, eight nine ten minutes i think something like that so it's more like 750 okay um which is huge like some people were tossing up the days before whether non-wetsuit wetsuit type thing over 400 meters but when we saw how long it was, yeah, it was, and, was and you could literally see it was long i take it that's so long you know you walked the, i walked to the i don't swim um, but I've seen I, I've seen enough races to know that when I went and saw where the cans were, I was like, 
holy smokes, this is no joke. Um, you know, cause 400, I can kind of think about doing, but there was no way I was doing this soon today. Is this waterfall banks, dodgy accounting, like doing the maths on his, like adding <laughs> up the legs? I don't know. They, terrible. Well, they had somebody, I mean, it must've been, uh, whoever was trying to skew the race. They, they wanted to measure long for that swim. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, to be honest, I think it was, um, the, the water was very shallow. So you ran a long way out. And so they, I think they just overcompensated for that. They thought, well, they're going to run a long way out. Now we need to make the beach section a lot, a lot longer. But I just think it just was over, um, overcompensated. Uh, but I don't think we were, com- we were complaining. I think we were a bit upset um, that it was changed from doing like partner one, partner two, partner one, partner two, because I don't know, I felt like going into the race, especially when we knew Vincent Taylor weren't going to be in it, that we were going to be one of the favorites and so i thought that um like the cream will rise to the top over four races type thing like where if if it was just one like little mistakes might happen and um people could fluke it well not yeah i guess or we could make a mistake maybe we fluked it i don't know yeah (laughs) yeah i was gonna say you just played yourself down there (laughs) what i'm forgetting i think um we we even though it would have like been a longer race I think we were hoping more for that that style. But in, in the end, um, it went to plan. Now, I and think, you- Aaron, what you and I were speaking about a bit the night, two nights ago at dinner was uh, the athletes got to choose who went first, the, either the male or the female on their team. So that was I mean, a big consideration, and, and it wasn't going to be final until two minutes before the start. Uh, you know, ultimately, I think you and I agreed the other night it was going to be you wanted to just put your – the strongest athlete, no, no offense, non, but like the, the strongest athlete up first and just be in the lead from the beginning. And I know you came out of the swim with, with Matt Sharp and with Eric Lagerstrom, you guys had a really healthy gap on fourth place. Uh, you had a fantastic bike leg. You came into T2, you made eye contact with me and you yelled the gap. And I, I think I underestimated, I said mm-hmm. 20 seconds, but I think it was much closer to 40. Mm-hmm. Um, is, would you agree? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, so yeah, to, what we're talking about then um i think everyone leading into the race was like tossing up who's going to go first like whether it's male or female i think um what we landed on is that uh you want to be out in front it's a lot h- harder to, chase. To, to well i don't not necessarily it's harder to chase but like obviously the difference between the male and female is going to be like five, six minutes. So that's like a long way to chase. Like I think when you're chasing from like a minute down and you can yeah. see someone, yeah. that's a different story. It's probably easy in that position, but the males going first, they're going to have a huge advantage just by the nature of how long the race was um, that I think we thought it was going to be best to go out. Um, but yeah, on my, on my race, like you said, the, the swim was a little bit longer, which played into my advantage. I really hit that hard, got onto the bike and I knew Matt Sharp, um, he's been going quite well. Um, he's, he's transitioned into long course now. So he's spent a lot of time on the time trial bike and I just really wanted to hit the, the start of the bike really, really hard to try and get rid of them early on, uh, which I did, but I kind of paid for it to <laughs> come the run. Um, I really suffered, uh, towards the back end of the bike. Um, but no, I think that was a tactic we, we decided on and that's, I think was our best chance. Of so for those running. that didn't watch it, how many of you, how many people started female first then, or did you pretty much all go male first? No, no three team, three teams started female first. And, and in the case of Richard Murray and Rachel Klammer, uh, I would say Rachel had a, a fantastic swim and where I saw her come out, uh, exiting the water and getting on her bike. I, I, I had really, I guess like high aspirations that we'd see a big 
change in lead from where Rachel came off the run and transferred to Richard. Um, you know, I think the reality is with, with Richard, we still don't have the full scope of where he's at in his comeback. Um, but I, I, it was still, it was still fun to see those, the teams, uh, make the chase, uh, that, that did decide to go female first. And, uh, the other two was rock center and Seth. So yes. Seth, uh, rock center went first and, um, uh, Jason West and Jessica. Yeah. Broder. Jessica Broder. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, and to be and to be fair, like yeah, like I said earlier, they they just lost. I think it was just once they got that far behind, it was really hard for the male partner to try and chase down that yeah. that that gap that was there. And it's it, like I know you drilled the front and you got away, but you're also if you're the only one of one or two that that choose to go the other way, you you basically give up that ten meter draft advantage because you're not going to be in that group. You're guaranteeing you won't be in that pace line, and then you're also basically guaranteeing the second athlete's going to have to do the whole thing solo as well. So is it like if everyone had gone women first and you knew that, would you have thought about switching? Yeah, I think we would have. But we kind of said before we left the room this morning that we're definitely staying with this order because it affects your warm-up, your prep. So we just said, right, this is what we're doing and we'll have to stick with it now. Mm. I was fairly confident that most people would go male first for the reason that you just said, you know, if you put a woman first, they're not going to be able to sit with that group, especially on the first leg of a race. It's generally closer together. So they were all going to be able to, all the guys would be able to work together to a certain extent. And there's no way I could have obviously nah. ridden with any of them. So it was a bit of a no, a no brainer, I think. And I want to, and I want to interview Nan here for a second, because I would say that you came out, uh, Kirsten Casper made up some time from to you in the swim. Yeah. I think Kirk, she made up about 14. Seconds. Like she basically came out on your feet. Yeah. You guys, eight seconds, I think, but still. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys, you guys, I saw you guys get on the bikes um, and she was, you came around the corner first and I thought, Oh, there's 20 seconds. And then all of a sudden I see, Kirsten come around uh she clearly had a good bike leg I would say she reversed that gap came off of t2 with an eight maybe 12 second lead to you and then you guys went and did your 5k I was taking care of Stanley so I didn't I didn't go and chase you guys on any of the run and then you come in with basically 300 meters to go and you've closed that gap so you can can you give us an idea when maybe when did you catch Kirsten and then when did you make your move and then finally when did you know you had it in the bag um, yeah, so I kind of went off with the intention of trying to not chase too hard too soon. So I thought that would be, you know, suicide if I just went hell for leather at the start. So I kind of gradually worked, settled into a strong pace, but nothing too crazy. And I caught Kirsten, I'd say 400 metres before the turnaround. Um, and yeah, decisively went past her because I didn't want to give her a chance to, to get in the draft. So I went past her quite hard and then we U-turned back into a headwind. And I thought that was probably going to be the time to hurt hurt someone um because running into a headwind is quite hard so put the hammer down there and yeah um I was conscious of um the French couple being really strong I know she's a super good runner so I didn't want her to catch and I was also like looking for where Seth was because obviously he's going to be traveling a lot faster than me but as you're running back I could see that I was I was kind of safe and um settled into a pace and Still wanted to keep a little bit at the end just in case any of those runners caught me um, and I could uh, try for a sprint finish. Um, Do you know how your run compared to um, the French athlete Marjolaine Pierre? How did your run I, compare? I, I haven't seen any splits, actually. I, don't I know. haven't seen any splits, but I actually, I, uh, just watching the race, I would say that the fastest run split of the day for, for the female side definitely went to Jeannie Metzler. She was sprinting. She looked like she, she was, was moving just fast. Flying. Yeah. 
absolutely flying. Like it's interesting, she, isn't it? Yeah, because it's so nice because we don't get to see the likes of Non and the really good ITU girls actually run against some of the better runners yeah. for the long distance very often, if ever. We see it yeah. more with the men, obviously, with Gustav and that doing a bit more. But it'd be nice to see. Yeah, I, it'll be. It would be. Uh, fascinating to see those splits i would say you know uh marjorie and i can't pronounce her last name right now uh she she clearly made up the most amount of places on the road uh but i would say fastest run split of the day just what i was seeing uh goes to Jeannie metzler um yeah interesting we've got a special guest right next in between me and non now uh phil guyman was also he participated in the in the celebrity relay um phil can you first say hello howdy Howdy, nice to be here. I'm just checking the Stravas from today. Oh, okay. Of course yeah. you are, Phil. Don't you... <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. No, I, yeah. All, all I know about Phil is he spends most of his life checking Strava. Is That's what... right. Well, maybe we're trying to be on brand here. <laughs> but I'm not doing that immediately. I would say, but Phil, I think you and I had a very different experience with this race. Uh, it was it was much more casual to be here. Can you just give give the audience an understanding of just kind of what what the race was like for the casual observers today. And you were participating in it. So maybe speak to uh, the bike legs that you did as well. Yeah, no, there was um, a bunch of locals kind of came out, like folks that, that I remember riding with a million years ago in Florida. Um, the community was stoked to have this caliber of athletes here and, and kind of get to watch uh, in, in person. Um, I, I think the live feed, a lot of folks were checking out there too. Um, yeah, for me, I was, I was on a team with, with Gwen, um, and, and Brooke to do the, the charity, uh, charity couples relay thing. So thankfully I, m the most triathlon I can do is just the bike leg. Um, so I, it was, it was fun to contrast, you know, me and Gwen here for a good time to raise money for charity and everyone else, all serious pants trying to pay off their house. That's not true though. I've <laughs> seen the Lano video and you can, you actually ran, how far did you run? I, I did a mile. <laughs> well, maybe you I can run. The swimming is, is an absolute no-go. I, 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 running is okay, but definitely not at your level. Um, yeah, because, yeah. like, Pat's the same. Pat, you can't – it's the cyclist thing, isn't it? So I, I know, yeah. like, in the continent, Wout and all that are actually really quite handy runners. Do you think they can't swim as well? Is it just none of you cyclists can swim? Correct. <laughs> well, everyone knows how to run. We're human beings. Swimming is like a lot of technique. With the 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 fat last time I ran was with or swam was with Lionel, uh, and it was like my first time swimming in 15 years or something, and my first time ever like swimming laps. <laughs> to be so, fair, like, neither of you can swim there, so that's fine. But then, like when you're supposed to breathe was confusing. Like I don't know if you're supposed to have your head down or like how often <laughs> you do that. And then I fell behind. And then a lot of technique involved. Uh, I almost drowned in the five foot pool. <laughs> <laughs> So I think it would just be because you guys are all here. I think it would just it's worth uh, giving Ben Atkins from from Waterfall Bank a shout with the event that he put on and the, for the athletes uh, and the the lucky you know spouses that got to come along. It was a it was an absolutely delightful experience. But I'll let I'll let you guys uh, give a give a little more context to that. Yeah, like like I said after the race, you know I think. Um, what he did this weekend and what the whole organizers did this weekend was absolutely amazing. Um, you know, I think it's just, it's great for the sport when people get in and get behind it. And, uh, I, you know, I said, there's not many athletes will have a chance to win and race for a hundred thousand dollars. And, um, you know, I think we're just really, really lucky to be able to do that. So, uh, yeah, huge appreciation to Ben and, and everyone that, that was behind this race. Do you think couples that didn't win, do you think they'll want to come back and race again? Was it a good vibe? Yeah, definitely. I think it was it was a really good atmosphere and I think everyone enjoyed. And 
like Aaron said, I think everyone was just really grateful to be here, to be involved and to have that opportunity. Like how many opportunities do most of us have to race for a hundred grand on one single day yeah. in IT, you've got to do a whole series to win that kind of money. So yeah, really great experience. And, and fingers crossed it happens again next year. Um, so somebody else has an opportunity to pay for their wedding. I, I have two questions. Will there be any breakup as a result of today? Any couples relationship strained from- what? Sounds like Justin Metz is in trouble. <laughs> okay. And then uh, and, and the same, what, what about like a sham couple? for next year you so know, we, phil uh, we tried to we tried to do this i'm from los angeles where people who are dating aren't really so um, phil we tried to do this we tried to um find christian Blumenfeld a partner and a female pro was keen and she's lovely but he he just was having none of it no you fly someone out you take a photo in 10 different outfits you know <laughs> and you start putting them on instagram over a couple months you get the invite and then you you know have a tragic breakup yeah. see we I think you should have to prove really you've con yeah so we think I mean, you should have to prove you've consummated it like if you're a questionable <laughs> oh, couple agreed. yeah it's got to be it's got to be the real deal live streams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. if you're not at fifth base you're not racing like, no way all right get to it guys <laughs> you know how we're recording this this escalated quickly yeah i think i think we're able to say explicit on our uh podcast episode so um, if you didn't get to watch the race, so we'll just run through the top five. So first place was obviously non Stanford and Aaron Royal. Second place, Kirsten Casper and Matt Sharp. Third place, Marjolaine Pierre and Clement Mignon. Fourth place, Paula Finley and Eric Lagerstrom. And then fifth place was the big Mets, little Mets crew of Justin and Jeannie Metzler. I got to say, Kyle, that's the best pronunciation of names we've managed on this show in almost two years. I've been watching a lot of Formula One and getting a lot of uh, European names that I need to figure out. How to, uh, <laughs> I think um, I think Carl's lucky that Emma Pallant was not because uh, you still can't say it still gets butchered every time. Emma Pallant Emma Pallant Brown. Brown. Yeah. Did they say Pallant? Emma Pallant. <laughs> yeah. Pallant. It just sounds a little bit more fancy. You're giving her too much yeah, credit there. You're sort right. of gen- you're gentrifying her a little bit with Pallant. Oh. Well, look, go back to the race real quick and supporting it. I mean, me and Talbot, I was over at his house last night and we were trying, we were watching the UFC fights and I was talking to him and I was just like, man, I can't believe they're charging $10 for this race to watch it on Facebook live. But at the end of the day, you're really supporting a new race as well as the athletes racing. Um, And how much did you pay to watch the UFC? uh yeah we paid 80 dollars to watch the ufc <laughs> okay there you go yeah but we watched it with it was me talbot lionel we all like facetime and stuff like that so we all we all kind of split the split yeah. the money on that but um yeah i mean triathlons is still a growing sport unfortunately and so um supporting it that way i mean you there's people that pay espn and disney thousands of dollars a year to be able to watch football games and basketball games and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I've got so, no dramas with a small fee. And I think the fee was mainly just to cover the broadcasting costs. Like the, the, yeah, uh, and the they, media they actually costs. did they a pretty good up. job. Yeah. They did a pretty good job with the broadcast. <laughs> what was that, Phil? Sorry? It was weird that they got Joe Rogan to cover the triathlon. That was pretty <laughs> <laughs> That would be more interesting. That would be seriously controversial, wouldn't it? There, right. we well, hang on. We we covered Joe Rogan last week, and we almost went into a COVID vaccine debate. So let's not <laughs> let's avoid that. Yeah, we we don't want to go. Talbot's there, so. not here, so we're we're all logical minded. It's fine. It's good. Hey, you're ready so to move on. We've got, can we can we move on to Dubai? And I think you know, obviously, we 
I know, I know Aaron uh, Royal watched the race and has got some thoughts on it, but I think that that was a, an exciting race and we've been texting about it for, for a day now. So can we roll into it, Kyle? Yeah, let's roll yeah, into definitely. it. Should we, do you want to recap or just talk through? Just, just... You want to recap it, Mark? I'll do, a, I'll do a quick recap of the race and we can talk through the exciting points. So uh, let's start with the women just, just because. So out the swim of the women, you had Lottie Lucas uh, doing her sort of first pro race, I believe. Uh, Laura Phillip and Daniela Reif. Um, and they came out the swim with about a 45 second gap on Caroline Reader. And then they just drilled the bike. I don't know if there was vehicles involved. I almost hope there was because the, the pace was awfully ridiculous. And they came off the bike with an eight minute lead. I mean, that's just job done. It's a two horse race after that point. Um, I don't know if Danielle did all the work and Laura sat on. I mean, if I was Laura, that's what I'd have done. But it's a hell of a fast bike, for, uh, like a 404 bikes, sorry, 204 bikes, but for a female is rapid um it's like 40 almost 44k an hour um and then they drilled the run so laura phillip ran a 119 31 and uh daniela ran a 123 12 now actually those run splits are pretty sedentary uh where we're kind of at in this day and age you know Anne how on a similar course last year did a 115 i think so the run wasn't fast and what was interesting was Laura faded. So she put that three, four minute gap into Daniela early in the run and then she, she faded to sort of match her pace. I would say that she took her foot off the gas, but she had a world record on the line. And with PTO points these days, people don't tend to take their foot off. So maybe Laura paid a little bit for that bite split, but a convincing win. Um, there was talk of it's a world record time, but as Martin Van Riel said, doesn't really believe in that over Ironman and 70.3. The courses are all too different. So there was that. And the men's race, uh, bigger front group. Blumenfeld absolutely screwed me over here. I adamantly said Blumenfeld wouldn't get dropped by the front group, but the selfish bastard went and had a bad day. And he did get dropped by the front group, which I hate to say it means Talbot was right of all things. Um, so Martin Van Riel, Pierre Lecour, who if you don't know him, he's a very, very good ITU athlete. No surprises in that. Daniel Backergaard, uh, Salvesberg, and Azaveda made the front group. But then after that, it was a two-horse race. Daniel Backergaard and Martin Van Riel drilled the bike. I mean, they had a four-minute, 30-second gap after 45K. Um, and then Pierre Lecour came off the bike with a seven-minute deficit and ran himself into third with the fastest run of the day. So Martin Van Riel won with a 107.56. Daniel Backergaard, 109.30. And Pierre Lecour, 107. Uh, shout out to Salvesberg who crashed and still managed to take home fourth place. So really nice effort there. The run was about 400 meters short by the looks of it. So add, you know, add a minute to those times, give or take. That's the recap. Um, Aaron, thoughts? What was interesting? What made it interesting? Well, I didn't actually get to see it because of the, the time zone, but I followed it once I woke up the next day. Um, no, I... I on Martin, I, I was been in Drona with him the last five weeks leading into this race, and um, it, he is absolutely made for this 70.3 race and is right up his alley. Um, thankfully for a lot of 70.3 athletes, myself included, uh, he, I think he's got his eyes set on Paris, um, and so that's what his main focus is over the next three years. Yeah, there's a lot uh, of people that are going to be happy about that, because eh? yeah, that was a show of force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, yeah, I put out a post like about three or four weeks ago when I did like a really long ride with him um, with some effort saying something like 75 minutes with the, the 2022 Dubai champion and, and soon to be world record order. I know we don't really recognize 70.3 world records, but I was just kind of putting it out there. And I don't think many people took me serious, but um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm not surprised with, with how well he went. He's been absolutely 
dominating um, his training of late. And he, he's had a new, I used to train with him with Joel Filio in the same squad, but he's, he's had a changing coach. And I think that's really what he needed is, is something that was a bit more focused and really, um, well, maybe not focused, but just a bit more of a scientific approach. Can you, can you share who his coach is? Um, uh, what's it? Glenn, Glenn, a, a Belgian guy, a Belgian guy who's got a bit of a younger squad um, in based out of Girona. Now he was in Belgium. Um, and now he's, he's moved to Girona. Glenn, his name it's the place is. to be now for triathlon, isn't it, Girona? Sorry? It's the place to be, it seems like, Girona for triathlon these days. Yeah, yeah, it's it's nice there. I, I spent, Like I said, I spent about five, six weeks there. Um, great weather and just, yeah, perfect training. I mean, look, we, we said on last week's show that, that Martin looked fantastic uh, just with some of the clips he'd been throwing up. Uh, I think this was, this was validation of the work that he's put in. Uh, it was... I was speaking offline to, to Talbot last night and can we, if we, Mark, is it okay if we go to the women's race for a second? Yeah. Um, I, I guess I kind of said this was Laura Phillips, uh, you know, kind of coming out party. Like this was, this was her, uh, you know, not to say that she'd been like dodging races or anything, but she'd clearly been doing like tier two and tier three uh, Ironmans. And this seemed like it was kind of the first big stage she had been at and um, in front of, you know, a fantastic field. And I thought she put together a really great performance. Uh, I I do agree. And um, I don't know whether she's actively been dodging those fields. No, with I, don't, injury. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think it's an unfair comment. She hasn't raced anyone. You know, right. now she's going to go number one in the world. And the only contender she's raced really is Daniela Rife once on a 70.3. And she'll go number one in the world after this. She only has to score a hundred points and she'll, she'll bump up to number one ranking. And I think, well, actually, my father-in-law, who's sat next door at the moment and who is a super triathlon nerd since his daughter started racing, and now he's, you know, he, he regularly chats to the, um, the the statistics team and he loves it. He thinks she'll get 107, and I tend to agree. So I think she'll go number one in the world from it. And, yeah, so a fair play. I'm, like, I wouldn't be that scared, though, if I was Lucy Charles, etc. You know, can Lucy sit on Daniela? Yeah. And can she run faster than one nineteen thirty? Yeah. So I don't know. It was an incredible performance, but not necessarily scary. I wouldn't have thought. I, I Don, are you scary. making the jump? Are you making the jump to long oh, course as well question. this season? Me? No, yeah. no, no, not this year. We've got Commonwealth Games this year, so that's the main, the main focus for me. And uh, yeah, so back on the road bike next week. <laughs> Is that it then? What, what was the, how did you get the bike? Like, did, did you just yeah, did, you, did you race and... a long court on a uh, no, I, bike? Raced a, I raced on a TT bike. Um, the guy who owns Dida Elementi, um, he was really kind and sorted me out with a brand new TT bike. So, um, yeah, I rode it, about it? Three or four times before today. Um, outside, I did a bit on the turbo, but um, my back after 16k was in pieces so i don't know how anybody does it for 90 or 180k <laughs> it's, yeah it's very different isn't it did you just tinker with the position then have a look in the mirror and go with it do you know we absolutely fluked it so um the mechanic that built up my bike literally just threw everything on and said yeah take it to the to the bike fit and um he'll sort it out and i turned up with the bike and the guy at the bike fit was like that's perfect i'm not changing anything so um Mate, he, he had a lunch appointment get- 160 that's- cranks and they're not available they're just out of stock everywhere so i rode with 165s and um yeah just absolutely fluked it so but it's 
going to take some getting used to. I definitely need to spend a bit more time on it before I do any uh, longer stuff. And for our American listeners, that's fluked it. That's not what it sounds like. Oh gosh, what was I saying? Well, you know, it could be misconstrued a little <laughs> bit, but it, it was good. I, I just, I, I want to make it clear there. Yeah, crystal yeah. clear. Yeah, Thank perfect, you. perfect. No f bombs today. And <laughs> um, will that will you move? Do you think you'd fancy going longer at some point? Oh, I'm not sure. Um, I've never, I've always kind of said no, but Aaron always wants me to give to give one a go. Um, to be honest with you, my physiology would probably suggest I'd be way better at. Uh, center point three than than short short shorter stuff but it's so far and i like the comfort of sucking wheels so <laughs> but you've already you've like you've already had a decent length of career for an athlete like yeah it's the, <laughs> yeah it's the choice to like extend your career isn't it when you're you're kind of almost earned your retirement in a few years time why would you want to try and drag it out another five years like, i think people don't realize that i think they assume that every short course athlete wants to go long but you must like you must just get tiring after a while yeah, you know, I've I, I've been racing triathlon for the last fourteen years. Um, before that, I was an international runner. So yeah, I've been training and competing pretty intensely for for a really long time. So yeah, you know, um, thirty three isn't super young in you know in any sort of short or long course. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just going to see, see how tired I am at the end of this year and uh, over the next couple of years because the body and the mind do, do start to get a bit tired especially because the short course stuff is so intense. There's so much traveling. Um, the races are really consistent. You know, you, you can race every other weekend pretty much. So yeah. Um, yeah. It's been a, been a pretty hectic few years. So nice. just cycling back to Dubai, Aaron, do you reckon Martin Van Riel races the world champs in well, November, is it? late October? Because um, he should do. I mean, it's a big prize pot. Yeah. The, the other thing to consider is that Super League, tentatively have um their grand final on the same weekend um it's not confirmed yet but that's where they're talking early uh, that's what i've heard so um obviously if he's still all in on that there's obviously a big prize purse for that and he there's no doubt he'll be in a shot to win super league which is also a lot of money as well so um from talking to him at the moment if, if it clashes with super league then no he won't do it oh, that's a shame Mm. Well, I'd, I'd no, like to see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Aaron's no, like, I'm a... okay. I don't really feel like racing him. So, uh... <laughs> well, yeah. speaking of racing, you're racing this weekend, Aaron, at uh, Clash uh, Miami. Uh, before, you want, we do, you before we do that, I want to, I want to, I want to spend a little more time on KB. I want to spend a little more time on KB after this weekend. Um, so, Christian oh, Christian Blumenfeld, yeah. Um, Can we bitch on his kit on this? You don't have any giant sponsored athletes, do you? <laughs> I don't know. No, no. Oh, let's bitch on his kit then, because that Cadex <laughs> stuff is. Well, we got one in the room with us, but we can we can have a go anyway. Uh, are you Cadex tied as well? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so hey, those wheels are great, and those tires are awesome. Hey, that's what I was gonna say. Um, those those wheels that broke for him at the Ironman World Champs, and those tires that Prototype blew out today. That's, that's good. Yeah, good stuff. I guess my question is, <laughs> you know, so with the tire situation, right? Um, do, is it was he not testing the race tires adequately i mean i understand that like just stuff happened i mean he, he was having a bad day anyway and they, so that yeah. that's not pretend the tires didn't affect the outcome of the race he and that's he's been fair. honest himself he said he was having a crap day he'd lost four and a half minutes with the, with the group he was with dan uh dan backyard and martin van Riel were up the road so he wasn't going to win the race anyway 
He's been testing a bunch of tyres with his team that are a couple of British engineers uh, and ready for his sub seven. And the Cadex make tyres and they would obviously like him to be on their tyres with their wheels, etc. I imagine these were prototypes of some sort. Most people, if they're that involved with a brand, tend to be on whatever's ahead of the target. And yeah, I assume he was on, well, I, he was on Cadex prototype tyres, I would guess, or Cadex tyres and they punctured. It's just bad. It's just unfortunate for them given that his Cadex wheel broke, causing him to stop at the Ironman World Champs, and now his Cadex tyre, you know, we all have punctures. This is probably completely unrelated. Punctures just happen, but it's just unfortunate that it's coupled with that wheel breaking, I think. Yeah, and I think, obviously, in in, in long course racing, right, it's it's something you want to have so dialed. And, and Aaron and I have spoken about this so many times. Uh, this is a sport where you, you just don't ever want to puncture uh, because you just get so few opportunities to race. So to think about, you know, obviously he's had a good run in between Cozumel, you know, or not Co- St. George and, and this race, but, but it is certainly uh, a bummer. And it's, I'm, I'm sure it's something that he's thinking about and trying to remedy before his next race. Pat, I want to know how much did you and Gwen spend on Conti tires per year? <laughs> a ton. Um, so even better than Conti's. Do you know, Aaron, do you know Vittoria Corsa Speeds, sort of still the fastest going? I swear they, so everyone else prints their label on the tyre, whereas Vittoria Corsa Speeds stick them on. And I swear they do that so that we can buy Vittorias and then peel the label off the tyre. Yeah. look, Because you think... can peel it off perfectly and no one knows that you're on Vittoria Corsa Speeds. Yeah, so I think the other thing, I mean, yeah, that, that's, not, that's not on the clincher, though. Um, I mean, look, just because we're talking about it, I know that Gwen in the games, I mean, she had a mountain bike serving of sealant in each of her tires. So, I mean, there was like, those were the those were the things that, that we were, those are the levels. But athletes, I mean, so many athletes are sponsored by, it's one of those products that I think our Sage Group has underestimated the difference that okay. good tires can make, especially okay. at those speeds. So yeah. athletes don't, you know, don't be fooled. If they're sponsored by one brand, they may very well get a black marker pen to it and ride something else. And maybe that's what Christian will start to do, I guess. Right. And and so, so I'm sorry about that for Christian. Um, obviously, you know, he, he had a, like to think that he had two minutes put into him, whether there were vehicles in the front group or not. Um, do, is this, you know, does it, does he recalculate? And I mean, he spent so much time way above 2000 meters. Do we think that played anything into his performance is he going to spend a little more time at sea level do we think i think um i, I don't think you can look too much into that into that performance obviously he's okay. got a really really big year ahead um with subs obviously sub seven coming up then two world championships um i'm sure obviously he would have been hoping for something better than he got um regardless you know he, the caliber of athlete he had on an off day he should be a lot closer than that anyway like he's not losing one ten in a swim normally, is he? To like Van Real, he's in that group, you would think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I wouldn't be. If I was him, I wouldn't be too concerned. Like, he, like you said, he's just come down from a big, big altitude block, um, and his eyes are obviously focused on on much bigger things um, in the in the months ahead. All right, Kyle, roll into Miami. I'm sorry, but we had to cover. Still we had got to cover to get. Yeah, not, I mean, do run away, non. Uh, like we won't be offended if you just tell us to whether we're boring and you want to go run away and splash some cash at the bar because well, <laughs> I know we're not I'm talking about my name on it, but I'll hold, I'll hold out until you're done. <laughs> Drinking on your own is no fun. Yeah, true that. So Clash Miami's coming up this weekend. Aaron, is this the race you've been looking forward to? 
Is this the race you have circled on your calendar, or is this kind of like a tune-up race to get ready for Oceanside and potentially some more 70.3s? Um, to be honest, <clears throat> out of any of the two races, this is the one that the, the couples try um, was the one that I had circled the most, obviously with, you know, in terms of um, prize money, $100,000 is, is huge. So um, I was all in for that one. But no, the form's good. And um, it, it looks like it's going to be a cracker. I'm, I'm sure you'll run through some of the start lists. Maybe the athletes are racing, but it looks like it's going to be a cracker of a field uh, lining up this weekend. And, you know, the first race of the year for a lot of us, um, especially over the, on the longer course, I guess it throw up a little bit of curveballs as to who's in, in what type of shape and where people are targeting their seasons. Um, but no, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really actually really excited to verse some of these guys, uh, racing against some of these guys that I haven't um, ever raced before and sort of see myself, see where I stack up um, over this side of the pond. Uh, obviously, I've done a few races over in Europe and a couple in Australia during COVID times, which have all gone well. Uh, but now to come up against, you know, like Ben Knut, Magnus Ditlev, um, Sam Long, unfortunately Yali Gaines is out um but yeah some some really really class athletes it's uh something I'm really looking forward to yeah so we also have uh Jackson Laundry, Chris Leiferman, Leiferman, uh Tom Davis the, the you're just you're reading down the list and picking people out that's names you can pronounce are you no I'm picking I'm picking names that I think will definitely be top 10 Jonas Schoenberg I think also is a name that he's coming over to long course that he's definitely someone if he can put together the run um he's someone that can come out of the swim with Aaron with Magnus with um Ben Canoe Aaron will hope to be ahead of Magnus yeah I'm I'm really hoping that I'm not coming out of the water with Magnus (laughs) um I mean his swimming's improving but yeah, but it's not going to be a good day for me if I'm coming out of the water with Magnus because I'm going to be a long, <laughs> a long way behind off the bike if I am. Um, yeah, are you looking forward to him coming past? I mean, I don't want to be rude, but the, the chances must be quite high that he's coming past. Uh, well, I wouldn't say I'm looking forward to it, no. But um, <laughs> no, I obviously raced him in Portugal, and um, I managed to stay with him until around. Well, he caught us at twenty k, but it was a much different course to what we've got here, so um, I'm expecting a different outcome but i know uh ben canute starting um uh and jonas schomburg we us three and potentially some others I'm, I'm not sure should be able to get hopefully a bit of a buffer on magnus and then even hopefully a bit more of a buffer on guys like sam long as well uh and then yeah try, try and keep him out as um behind for as long as we can and then when he comes past i guess i'm just gonna have to see how far to go in the bike and uh, yeah let's try and go with him or let him go and see whether I can run him down. Someone I mean, actually mentioned your fellow countryman, Sam Appleton. So I'm sure you hope to be sharing the podium with him as well. I, I don't, I think he might be out. I think he might not be racing. Interesting. Cause it's a that's shame first. as well. Cause he'd have been a front pack swimmer as well, isn't he? Apple is a great swimmer. So that's, so that would have been, so I mean, big news, no yellow games on the, uh, on the start list. We saw that today. Yeah, no jelly beans on the star list. Um, in the women's side of the race, we have Emma Pollant Brown. Um, Sarah Parasella's on there, though. She's also down for, we think, maybe Lanzarote. So let's see if she travels across. I think she is going to. Uh, Pamela Oliveira, who is another great swimmer. Um, then uh, you've got Chelsea Sodaro, who I think is is a really good shout for this. Maya um, uh, Starge Nielsen, if she's back to her old self, is another, another top athlete to contend with here. And then... Um, Ashley Gentle stayed out there. So obviously 
her other half has had some immigration issues. I, it's a bit of an odd one, that. So if you haven't seen Josh Amberger had an absolute nightmare getting into the States. We don't know the details. Um, he was held questioned a long time. I don't know if you guys have spoke to him at all. Um, it, it's always an interesting one, isn't it? You know, he didn't really give a reason for why they held him. Um, so, hey, he's out. But it looks like um, Ashley Gentle will be racing. So she's got to be one of the race favourites. What are your who are your picks for that? Emma Pallant Brown, Chelsea Starrow, Ashley Gentle is my probably top three from that lot. Oh no, you've got Sarah Perez Sala, haven't you, Carl? Yeah, I think I think Sarah Perez is gonna take the win. Um I also have someone you didn't mention, Sophie Watts coming back from injury last year. Um she got injured last fall. So if she's think... able to if she's able to keep up with the technical bike course, then I think that she definitely has a shot. So Sarah Perez-Sutter and Pamela Oliveira swim very, both very, very well, don't they? And yep. Sarah's an excellent swimmer. Sarah's running's improved quite a lot. Um, I think I'm going to back Chelsea Sodaro just because I like Chelsea a lot. But I also think Ashley Gentle's got to be one of the race favourites. Because she's done, I know she comes from your world, Aaron, non, but she's done quite a lot of non-drafting racing as well, hasn't she? Yeah, she's done a lot in Australia, isn't she? She's Obviously, Noosa every year, which is short, shorter. But, um, yeah, she's definitely done some center point threes, um, Sunshine Coast. And she's always pretty strong. So, And she's committed now to um, – we're talking about Ashley Gentle, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's committed now to, to long course so, racing. Yes, yes, so, yeah. um, I think uh, it, it's something that probably has been on her radar for a long time now. And, and I think uh, I think she'll have a very successful career. Obviously, in, in in short course racing, especially at the moment, the way the women's racing is going, you just you can't be more than twenty seconds behind out of the swim. And, and obviously, um, Ash has sort of had uh, a, a bit of struggles with that in the shorter course racing. But I think um, she's going to have a really dominant seventy point three career ahead of her for sure. Interesting. So, who's your money on then, Pat? What, what do you reckon? Tough to bet against. Tough to bet against Emma Emma Pallant. Brown. You're going with Emma Pallant Brown. Yeah, it look, looked like she was in the zone this weekend. Um, and I think, you know, that that's a that's a distance that she's rehearsed many, many times. So obviously I like the idea of of the top five that we went through and named, but you know, clearly Emma, I think, is gonna is gonna pick up right where she left off last year. And that was, you know, I think she was darn near a podium uh, at every single race she did almost. Except for the world champs. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Well, she but think, but this is not, but we can agree this is not a world championship caliber race. Yeah, agreed. agreed. So uh, it's, that's kind of where it sits for me. Cool. Should we move on? Let's do it. Love it. Too uh, also <laughs> happening this weekend is the Sarasota American Triathlon Cup. That'll be a big race for a lot of uh, the ITU athletes in America getting ready to get tuned up for all the other world triathlon. Aaron, wants, Aaron doesn't want to close the loop on Miami. Well, oh, all right. Oh, we didn't put into the men's predictions. You didn't predictions. do the men's, and I'm just worried. Are you, are you not? Are you too afraid to actually say your predictions in front of me? Okay, no, now. No, it's now. because we get we still get flack for being sexist, apparently. And I was just trying to, you know, show complete focus on the women. Yeah. Men are irrelevant to us. You know, that's what we're all about on this show. And um, no, men's predictions. So, what are we saying? I'm going Aaron Royal first. With the, news Sam, <laughs> with the news of Sam Appleton being out and Jelly Beans being out, I, I mean, Aaron's obviously on form. And I've seen your Strava, I've seen your rides, I've seen everything that you've made available to the world. So We can get you to a room if you want, Kyle. Come on, mate. <laughs> well, <He's... laughs> you know, um, I want to pick Aaron, 
Um, he's because he's sat next to you and you're his agent, so you better just no, do no, it. No, no, not his agent. Not his agent. No, no. Okay, no. Best sorry, friends. sorry, 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 sorry. Did you guys? Did you guys hug? Did you guys hug and have a little cry in the no. airport oh, when you yeah, guys saw each other? No, no, no. Of course, I think it's important. I, I think Magnus Ditlev is going to pull one off where he puts so much time. It's about time where he he puts in just a massive day on the bike, and then he, you know he pulls it off and doesn't get caught on the run. And I, and I'm going to say that it happens in Miami this weekend. His running has improved significantly, you know, time after time after time. So, um, yeah, I think that, I think the rest of the, uh, what about Sam Long though? Mm, I was about to say, no one's mentioned Sam Long. Yeah. So my podium goes Magnus Ditlip, Aaron Royal, Sam Long. Any dark horse? Yeah, ben, I think um, Ben Canoe could sneak in for a third again, like he did last year. That's he, right. He's not really a dark horse. Is he's he, not though? a dark horse. No. He's not what about Schomburg? How do we no, think? No. No. Yeah. So sorry. Let me do my top three real quick. Aaron awesome. Royal, one, two, Ben Canoe, three, Magnus Ditlev, dark horse Jonas Schomburg. So I'm 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 taking Magnus Ditlev for the win. Uh, I think Ben Canute hangs on for second and Sam Long takes third. Uh, Aaron punctures on his, his um, Cadex tyres is what I'm going with. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's better than saying that I don't think he's got the physical performance. So that's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm sticking with, Aaron. And sorry, mate. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I think the best shout that Ben and Aaron have is that, is that there are actually a few good swimmers in this race together, coming out of the water together. And then working, not necessarily working together, but just pacing around it. I think it could be really exciting, actually. The men's field is interesting. Yeah, and I think it's important to note one one place where Clash is going to differentiate in this in this world where there's Ironman, PTO, Super League, World Triathlon, uh, where Clash is going to try and differentiate is on the quality of coverage. So I think that we're in for a treat. This is a uh, this is a NASCAR circuit, so it's a closed course. It's it's much easier to film and and i do expect uh the coverage to be quite good so i'm very excited for that so i was at this race last year and it's so much fun because it's better to have your phone and watch the race on your phone than it is actually being at the race because it's so hard to cover like when you're actually there watching the race to know where everyone's at because it is like seven loops i believe on the bike but it yeah, is easy good to TV walk across there. and things like that and see so the race what- so what was this other American race that you were talking about? Because a couple of these, I, I swear they just, they're, they're just big in America. Sarasota American Triathlon Cup. Yeah, so it's basically one. just a cup race that um, this weekend, it's normally a back-to-back weekend. The first weekend they do kind of like an EDR race, which is, um, it brings a lot of age groupers in to try and get their pro card. And I believe you go top 10 if you get your pro card um, at that race. And then the ne- the following weekend is actually the World Cup, which is, um, significant for the U.S. athletes because that's what they use for facing if you can go to the World um, Triathlon Series events and things like yeah, that, yeah. and that's what they use to gauge their points. So uh, racing this weekend, a couple of big names, Morgan Pearson and Kevin McDowell, uh, Austin Hyman, Brent Demarest, who's coming back after um, going off to college. So he's coming back into triathlon. Mark Dubrick, big fan of the show. Uh, the women's race, Victoria Lopez, uh, Lauren Thorne, Rachel Clymer, Tamara Gorman, Kirsten Casper. So, um, cool. Big shouts to them. And then to wrap up the show, Norm, what are you up to next? We know what Aaron's doing next. What's on for you? Um, hopefully, uh, WTS Yokohama, which is uh, mid May. Um, 
yeah, just going to go back and actually haven't done that much training because we've got COVID it's in January. So um, go back home and um, get. Oh, of course, <laughs> you you were part of the COVID spreading party, weren't you? Yeah, Did we you were at Welling, the you super hit- spreader event of the century. It literally yeah. lasted the whole of Leeds Triathlon. The Lucy Hallmark Buckingham wedding. I think the official count. Um, was forty six? No, fifty five. <laughs> oh my god! Because <laughs> we talked about it at the time. It even made you know age group pro try news like knowledge circles. But that is amazing. Yeah, wow. it was pretty lethal, and we got hit really bad with it. So um, I think it took me like five weeks to get over. It was it was pretty nasty. Oh my so, god! Yeah, I need to go home and get and get proper fit really before um, World Series kicks in. Luckily, Mark Buckingham's an absolute legend, so his wedding was probably good crack and worth it, it, I guess. Yeah, Lucy. It was New Year's Eve, so, like, everyone was just down to party. So it was, like, a double whammy of New Year's Eve in a wedding, which was awesome. Oh, well, worth it, eh? Thank you so much for coming on the show, both of you, and congratulations today for your incredible win. Awesome. Definitely. I have one thing left to say. I know we said that Sam Renouf was coming on the podcast. Unfortunately, he took a vacation and went to Brazil for a couple weeks, so... We're delaying uh, the Sam Renouf show two weeks to March 20th. So hopefully uh, for all you listeners that came in and was hoping to hear Sam Renouf, hopefully Aaron and Non gave you a little. Uh, it's nice to see they're not just over. paying their athletes well, isn't it? Their, uh, their staff must be paying well as well if Sam Renouf's jetting off to Brazil. So yeah, good for him. We'll chat to him when he's back. So thanks right. for listening. Hey, be sure to like awesome. and subscribe. Thank you.